0: You're listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm writer, filmmaker, and book devourer Mallory O'Mara, and I'm Bria Grant, actress, filmmaker, and e-reader. This episode, we're helping you climb out of that book slump. Plus, an interview with author Sarah Benincasa that features the Cheesecake Factory menu. Hmm? But first, what are you reading, Mallory? Uh, I am reading a poetry collection called No Matter the Wreckage by Sarah Kay. I'm e-reading it. You'd be very proud Whoa, of me. Oh, that's so against type for you. Yes. Um, but it's really, really good. I recommend it. I, I'm reading it on the app Scribd on my phone, and I like it. What are you reading, Bria?
1: Um, I am reading the new um, Jeff Vandermeer book
0: born born i just
1: finished that oh did you great oh my god i just literally started it last night i'm like not very far i feel like i just like, finished it last night oh great oh fantastic um yeah we just like tagged each yeah, other yeah totally in. totally <laughs> if anybody um uh jeff vandermeer wrote the southern reach trilogy which oh, i read so good uh last year two years two years ago and yeah. last year i guess came out um which they're making into a movie
0: yes it's coming out soon i think with natalie portman and oscar isaac and it is, it's 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 like if H. P. Lovecraft wrote an episode of the X Files. Oh yeah, that's
1: great. And Born is very, also very like uh, bizarre. It's like, more, it's more
0: like straight sci-fi. Born isn't scary.
1: Yeah, well, it's kind of scary because there's like a giant monster running around that it can kill people. A giant yeah. bear monster. I think I don't. I'm not scared by it because I love giant bears. Oh great. Okay. So even though it's trying to kill me, I'm like, oh, a giant bear. I, I mean, so you'd recommend it for a sci-fi? Readers. Oh, absolutely. Great. Okay, I'm excited to get through it.
0: You got any bookish news stories
1: for us this week? I do have a book story. Um, there's a story that you sent me because you have all the book alerts on your computer. Uh,
0: yes. For this podcast, I have put every every synonym of book or reader into Google Alerts, and I am more every morning just inundated with book news, which is sometimes really good and sometimes very overwhelming.
1: So this story is set in North Carolina. It's a news story about dogs coming and taking over a bookstore, Rescue Dogs, coming to a bookstore and children read to them that's basically the idea right
0: yes and it's for sh- it's great because it's shy kids who need to learn how to read and how can you be shy when you're with a dog and there's a lot of things like the sure I they have use dogs
1: dogs and I love dogs <laughs> I love dogs, we love um, dogs. But, they- <laughs> but you but for kids where they care pair kids with dogs because dogs want to be talked to and hung out with Hell yeah. and kids who need to learn to read also need to work on their reading skills this is a great program I've seen That's it at other amazing. places too this one is particularly in Manteo, North Carolina which I'm sure I'm pronouncing wrong but um, there's tons of programs like this yeah it's amazing and you get to combine two
0: things I love books and dogs yes i wish there was a program
1: for adults like this <laughs> but what's
0: funny is that we don't need to work on our reading skills but i just kind of want to read to some
1: dogs oh that would be amazing to just take a book i mean i volunteer at an animal shelter i was gonna say
0: bria just bring your because bria volunteers at an animal shelter so just bring some books and And read to the dogs I I could what I do now is I just play with the dogs which they probably
1: prefer but some dogs probably would prefer reading if they're tired or old yeah old dogs because right now the old dogs when I'm like let's play they're like let's sit and you pet me (laughs) and by play you mean you rub my belly and then I take a nap yeah and this is a great and because this is just a great program I think this is amazing it's a very feel good news story I wonder if there's something like this in Los Angeles because I would like to be involved in this we could start something. But I think it's also a good way to get, if you have a dog, yeah get your kids to read to the dog. Dogs, Absolutely. Dogs probably like it. Not so much cats.
0: Cats don't care. <laughs> cats don't care about anything. Before we give you some ways to get out of a book slump, we're going to take a quick break.
2: Hi, everybody. I'm Justin McElroy. And I'm Dr. Sydney McElroy.
0: Every
1: week, we release a medical history podcast called Sawbones.
0: We go over the history of the dumbest, grossest, weirdest stuff humans have been doing to each other since the dawn of mankind. But it's a funny show. But it's also so disgusting and stomach-turning, you won't believe it. But it's also like... (laughs)
1: Funny. It's funny.
0: It is the wildest, grossest, nastiest stuff you can imagine.
1: It's a real hoot. It's called Sawbones, and we release it every week on iTunes, wherever podcasts are sold, and right here on MaximumFun.org. So this week, we're talking about some great ways to break
0: out of your book slump. The dreaded book slump. Okay, so
1: what is a book slump? Yes. My fiancé thought this was very funny and didn't <laughs> understand it. So do you want to explain what a book slump
0: is? It's when you take your book out and it just is very floppy. It's <laughs> it flops around. It <laughs> flops around. It's like a dead fish. Now, so book slump is basically, it's a very irritating period of time where you just can't seem to get into a book. You can't find anything interesting to read. You pick stuff up. It does it just you, you don't want to read. Nothing's interesting to you. nothing's interesting. To you're you. maybe it's because you're reading too
1: much. Yeah. Maybe you're stressed out and anything your mind just can't focus. That happens yeah. to me all the time where mm-hmm. I'm reading and all I can think about is all the things I need to do yeah. that are not reading. Um, mm-hmm. uh,
0: maybe you just read too many books that are not so good, right in a row. Yeah, sometimes that happens if I read two or three books in a row that aren't great, all of a sudden I'm like, do I really want to read? Maybe I want to watch Twin Peaks over and over again instead, <laughs> which is really how I spend a lot of my time. You just you just totally, uh, that's you in a nutshell, basically. That really is me in a nutshell. <laughs> it's just going between those two things. But yeah, book slump, it's something that it happens to all readers. It's a very irritating thing. But luckily, we've got a bunch of ways to help you get out of it, help you prevent it, and when you're in one, to, to stop it from happening. So how do you know you're in one? What are some ways we know that you, you can identify if you're in a book slump? Uh, well, one the first way I can always tell is that I start a book, and I I put it down and I don't want to pick it up. You start books, you don't finish them. Things that normally excite you, maybe you know, an author that you love has a book that's coming out, and you don't actually you all of a sudden you don't want to go get it. You're not excited to read it, or uh, you know you love a series and the next book in the series is coming out, and you're like meh, uh, and you're like not excited by it. You that's know that's how you know that's how you know yep. you're not in the mood. To read, but you are a big reader. Yes. But you walk by a bookstore making... and you keep walking like a crazy person, <laughs> and you don't stop. <laughs> big red flags here you just, <laughs> don't stop you don't stop every foot like mallory does <laughs> in a bookstore you, you don't you're not like mallory's poor boyfriend who has to drag her bodily out of the bookstore constantly uh yeah or you're you're reading and you're like you're bored you know you read for five minutes and you fall asleep or you put it down and you, you know
1: and this can happen in people who read all the time yeah. big readers or people who don't read that often they're just not finding anything interesting that's a book slump too if you're oh, just, absolutely if you're a person who doesn't read a ton, but also you just can't find something you like. Yeah. Totally a book set. It happens to both of us all the time. Um, okay, I have a little fact for you. Um, do you want to know the most abandoned book in the Guinness Book of World Records? Can I guess? Give me three guesses. Uh, you can guess. I do not think you're going to ba- So, just so you know, it's the most abandoned book. It's been left behind by the most guests at 452 travel lodges in Britain. That's how they decided it's the most abandoned book. It Britain. is in Britain. So keep that in mind.
0: Ah. Uh,
1: You are never gonna guess.
0: Oh wow! No. (laughs) Okay. All right. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Went weird on that one. Uh, Britain. Is it a work of Shakespeare? No, that's your second guess. All right, my last
1: guess: Fifty Shades of Gray. No, that would have been a good one though, but I feel like people wouldn't leave that be that would just be like most in book you're embarrassed to read or something. But I would leave that behind for that very reason. Like, ooh, don't just let it anyone know. Uh no. The most abandoned book, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, is Simon Cowell, The Unauthorized <laughs> Biography by Chaz Nuki Nuki Burden. It that is, is um, amazing. Behind, <laughs> yep. Left behind at 452 travel lodges in Britain.
0: Um, that sounds like a witch's curse <laughs> instead of something that's been abandoned. Like some something bad happened to Britain and a witch cursed it. And then all these copies of this terrible <laughs> book appeared an everywhere. An unauthorized biography of Simon Cowell with London travel launches. <laughs> like there's a plague of these books and now you have to appease the witch in order <laughs> to get them to leave. I, I do think it's the kind of book you pick up in the airport. And you go, you know what? Who picks that up in the airport? I love this book, and then you're
1: like, "This is awful," and you just don't finish it. Well, it is unauthorized. Leave it at the old travel lodge, and so they've had
0: 452 copies. (laughs) They should do something amazing with it, like make the wicker man out of the copies of this. Um, That would be, yeah. What did they do with all of those? That they need it for the, the counter spell to defeat this witch <laughs> that has cursed Britain.
1: Okay, so let's say you have picked up the unauthorized biography of Simon Cowell or other books <laughs> like it, and you are in a reading slump.
0: What are some ways to get out of it? We have four recommendations. For well, the first one is, is of course leave the copy of the unauthorized <laughs> travel book behind in a travel lodge. But my <laughs> my first recommendation is actually to lean into this. You know, I think that if you start forcing yourself to read, if you like, you're like, I haven't been reading enough. You know, I need to. You know, I, I need to read. I need to fill my book my reading quota for the for the month. All of a sudden, book reading becomes a job. Right. And then you're not. You you feel. Um, you feel obligated to do it and then you don't even want to, you don't want to do it even more. Yeah, the theme of this podcast is reading is fun. We like to read because we like to read. It's not your job. it's not a contest. Maybe
1: it is your job. I don't know what your job is. but it's not a <laughs> contest. it's not a chore. If that
0: is your job, can you hook me and bring <laughs> it up with that you
1: like that job. Can we have that job I like that my job, job. Um, but but I think reading is not a chore. So if you are having trouble getting through books,
0: just yeah lean into that. let it go. Let that put that book down. You know, watch a season of a TV show that you love. If you're me, you just watch Twin Peaks again.
1: Yeah, you know, get, leave
0: that book behind at the travel
1: lodge. <laughs> like that is there's don't no reason that. to
0: keep trying to read a book. Never force yourself to Never finish a book. Never force yourself to read. You know, give yourself a break if that's what you need. Take a week off. You know, stop reading, or you know, listen to some podcasts. Go like do non reading things. You know, don't make yourself. Don't make reading feel bad. Way number two to get out of your reading
1: slump. Find something short or easy to read that excites you. So if you're picking up a lot of books and getting halfway through a novel and then just being bored and over it, try something short, shorter, like a novella. Novellas are great. You're reading a book of poetry right now. That's awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, something light, something that you can focus on for a little bit, you can finish really quickly. You'll feel like you're getting back into reading again because you finished something, which yeah. I think sometimes is the fear. As you start something, you're like, I can, I'm never going to be able to finish this
0: book. Yeah, and so you, then
1: mm-hmm. you. that is sort of a self fulfilling pop-
0: prophecy. Books of short stories are good for that. I love uh, *Get in Trouble* by Kelly Link. That's my favorite short story collection because then you, if you read one short story, then you're, you you f- you feel a sense of completion. I've I've read a story. You can put it down if you need to. Um, mysteries are really great for this because you can pick them up and you're really immediately intrigued. They can, you know, they're they're compelling. It's it's something that will make you want to find out what's going to happen.
1: Yeah. Or um, novellas, which I've recently gotten into this this year. I've yeah, started you're reading. Big, novellas. This is like the
0: year of the. No- for
1: I, <laughs> I love it because I realized I can get them from the library and get them on my e-reader. Um, and that has been an amazing realization for me. Uh, one I recommend is Runtime uh, by S.B. Divya, which is an amazing sort of sci-fi story Ooh. that's also a marathon book. It's great, but it's just a novella and I read it in one sitting one morning.
0: That's awesome. Tip number three for getting out of your book slump. Uh, try something you've never, ever read before. I, I, Ooh, I, I like love this. This. I, I, this. this actually really, really helps me. If you've never done audiobooks, try an audiobook. You've never read a comic, pick up a comic. You've never read a romance novel or a Western. Something that's just like completely different. It's going to break your brain open. Something that you can't – because a lot of – sometimes I find I get into a book slump if I read too much of one genre and there's a lot of, you know, genre tropes and you're like, all right, I've been reading mysteries for a month. You start to be able to guess what's going to happen, and it's you know it's the same things over and over. So all of that's I try to rotate the genres that I read. I think that's
1: great. I read a lot of science fiction, and sometimes I've read like three books set in space, and I don't <laughs> Too need much to read space. another book set in space. <laughs> Too much. space. I need to get out of that world. Come back I'm, to Earth, Bria. Which I find I don't often read memoirs or um, I don't often read memoirs or autobiographies. So those are two things I can always turn to.
0: I love memoirs. I've been reading a lot of memoirs. This has been the year of the memoir for me. Oh, great. Uh, lots of great memoirs. Priest Daddy by Patricia-, Patricia Lockwood has been my favorite this year. Oh, nice. So funny. And
1: where do you get your – because I never read audio – read. Do you say read? I never read audiobooks.
0: Read? Listen to, listen audio- to- yeah, listen I audiobooks. I never listen
1: to audiobooks. Do you – where do you find – where do you get your audiobooks?
0: Uh, I use an app called Script that I mentioned at the top of the episode. Um, and you – for seven ninety nine a month, I get two audiobooks a month. And they have, I mean, they don't have everything, but they have a pretty good list. And they have, you know, by now, I've been using the app for a couple of years now. It's, you know, the recommendations are pretty well curated for me. And, you know, that you find great recommendations. Because, you know, that the, the hard part about this tip is that because it's a, a genre that you've never gotten into, sometimes it can be hard to know where to start. Mm, that's that's why you listen to podcasts like Reading Glasses and we can recommend some stuff to you. Yeah. Other podcasts that we both like, we listen to all the books Mm-hmm. Uh, which has a ton of but all the Book Riot podcasts. Shout out to Liberty and Rebecca. Yeah, and- we
1: love that podcast. Both of us listen to it, and I often oh, I they often recommend books that I am not going to pick up. Mm-hmm. A lot of books that are much darker or that are nonfiction, but I am
0: yeah. like, well, that sounds more interesting than maybe my space book this week. The uh, Book Riot also has a podcast with Amanda Nelson and Jen Northington that is just a book recommendation show. Oh, cool! And it's great they they're i mean the both of those ladies are brilliant and they're fantastic and they're funny so and you can go through the whole pot the, the whole show list and see you know oh they're recommending audiobooks on this one i'll listen to some audiobooks um but for comic book i would start with sex criminals by chip zadarsky and matt fraction book. is my favorite comic book if you've never read a comic book or you think you don't like comics this comic is not like nothing that you've ever read before it is hilarious uh Warning, it is R rated. <laughs> it is called Sex Criminals, guys. It, it's called yes. let's let's just let's just like get that out in the what open. It's about. You're gonna see some dongs. It's gonna happen. But it's which, a great comic. Which is amazing. All right,
1: so tip number four. Location, location, location. This is a good idea. So sometimes if I am in a book slump, I just switch up where I'm reading. It's so brilliant. I know that sounds so silly, but I have I live in Los Angeles. You could read outside. Any day of the year. Which and is a lot of times i do not it The most magical thing about living. Here. It's amazing. And I don't take advantage of it often enough. I have a wonderful backyard I don't spend enough time in. Good and backyard. I find that if I just take the book I'm currently reading which I'm usually reading on my couch, and just go outside where it is beautiful and sunny, it suddenly feels like I'm on a vacation and reading a new book, and it feels like less of a chore. It feels like I'm getting to go and do something very luxurious because I've switched it up.
0: Oh, yeah. But
1: you don't have to go outside. You can go to a coffee shop and read. Get in your tub. Get in your tub. I always read in the tub. I'm so. a big tub reader. Um, Or go to a library, like if you have a really nice library. Oh, yeah. Any place that's quiet, just switch it up because it makes you feel like you're... You're not forcing yourself to read
0: in this weird normal You're treating yourself. Yeah. Get yourself a a nice coffee. Get yourself a pastry. You know, all of a sudden it feels, like you said, like a luxury. And then you're going to want to read because it feels fun. Yeah, exactly. We want to hear the ways you break out of your reading slump. Send them to
1: readingglassespodcast at gmail.com or tweet them to us at readinggpodcast
0: on Twitter. So before we get to our interview with author and comedian Sarah Benincasa, we're going to take a quick break.
1: Hi, I'm comedian Emily Heller. And I'm cartoonist Lisa Hanawalt.
0: And we're the hosts of Baby Geniuses. Do you want to learn weird new facts? Do you like hearing successful creative women talk about their poop? Do you want the scoop on Martha Stewart's pony? If you answered yes to any of these questions, our show is for you. We interview people like Paula Tompkins, Kristen Shaw, Michael Che, and more. So check us out on Maximum Fun. And let us mess up your brain. Yes, please. <laughs> Baby Geniuses, we know everything. Baby Geniuses, tell us something we don't know. So we're here with author Sarah Benincasa, who has an exciting quest to tell us about today that involves Cheesecake Factory menus and Neil Gaiman.
2: I do. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Um, So I'm trying to raise a half million dollars for the UN High Commission on Refugees. It's UNHCR. They're at refugees on Twitter and at UN Refugees on uh, Instagram. And why am I doing that? Because uh, the other day on Twitter, I tweeted at Neil and was like, hey, pardon me. This is not an exact recitation, but if um, if <laughs> I for, – for a half million dollars to the charity of your choice, would you read the Cheesecake Factory menu on stage? Please advise. And he, <laughs> he said – first he said – are these American dollars or Cheesecake Factory dollars? I'm Amazing. Basically, it's the same thing at this point, sir. Don't worry. <laughs> and then he said yes. He said yes. So, um, so far uh, as of recording now, now this is, go- this is like weeks or a week or two before this podcast will go out. Um, we just passed uh, $76,000. The goal is 500000 yeah. Will we make it by World Refugee Day, June 20th? I don't know but it's still pretty awesome because um uh i after a processing fee you know all these crowdfunding campaigns take up a small percentage off the top yeah it, it all the money goes to uh to un refugees oh, so that's amazing that's fantastic yeah you don't have to hit the goal for them to get the money so i'm really excited about it it's 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 been doing some some great sort of press and it's been really neat to have people donate and say why and Some of them are donating in memory of their friends or family who were refugees. Some of them were refugees themselves. And some of them are just goofballs who donate as like avocado egg rolls or Oreo (laughs) extreme cream cheesecake. Or
0: they donate as
2: American Gods characters. It's really funny.
0: You have written some pretty awesome books. Both me and Bria are pretty excited about some of the books you have out. Real artists have day jobs I think should just be loaded into a helicopter and distributed amongst the world at large. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
2: Thank you. Thank you, Valerie. That's so nice of you.
0: Thank you. And both yeah. me and Bria are super excited to talk to you about a book that the three of us all loved in childhood from the Mixed Up Files of Miss Basil E. Frankenwheeler. Yeah, I Frank love
2: that Wheeler. you have a
0: chapter about this in Real Artists
1: Have Day Jobs. I yes. started reading I was like, oh, my God, that's so amazing.
2: I love it. Yeah, yeah. I read from the Mixed Up Files of Miss Basil E. Frankweiler, um, as a kid in New Jersey. And so the book was written about... Two little kids who live in Connecticut and Greenwich and they're bored of their lives. You know, of course, I know you both know this, but in the interest of getting the audience evangelizing for it, they're bored with their (laughs) lives. They run away to the Metropolitan Museum of Art, and that is one of the reasons that that was my favorite museum when I was a kid and remains so. I mean, gosh, what a spectacular place! Have you have you both been there?
0: I ha- oh yes, I-, I have not. Oh well, I, I I moved to LA from Brooklyn, so I've sure been to the Met for a few times. It's amazing.
2: Oh man, Bray, you gotta go! It's so it's really great, and yeah, I lived in New York for seven years, and then moved here, and then moved back, and then moved here. But like LA forever, <laughs> awesome! Oh yeah, I'm a big Los Angeles fan, but it's it is so cool, and it's so vast. And this book is just the most charming freaking thing in the world.
0: So do you have other books from your childhood or teenage years that, you know, made a huge impact on your life?
2: Um, yes, absolutely. I mean, Anne of Green Gables, for sure. Awesome. Oh, yeah, Uh, good one. Benicula was the shit. Oh, I loved Benicula.
1: Such a good, that's a gateway horror book for sure, too. It is. is.
2: Oh my gosh! Tell would you what? How would you encapsulate? What's your elevator pitch? Okay, I'm an executive <laughs> and I want to publish a book. How would you pitch it to me? Because the I think book. it's So funny! I think it's so funny. The synopsis of like what it's about is so funny to me.
1: Right. Well, I mean, the part that I remember as a kid. I, this is a, not an elevator. This is, by the way, how I do pitch things because I'm a horrible pitcher. But um, but the part I remember laughing at a kid like the the peak of comedy was that he sucked banicula sucked a veg because banicula is a vampire rabbit he sucked a a carrot so much that it like turned white or something That's like it, like amazing. all the color yeah. was drained out of it and that as a kid was peak comedy that was too much for me to handle <laughs> and i remember thinking about it and just laughing and laughing a carrot that had been turned a different color
2: <laughs> oh it's the best. good that wholesome fun he does. Uh, that is what he does he's a vampire bunny and he, he messes with the vegetables in the garden I'm like that's his evil. I know, it's amazing. It's totally amazing.
0: So Sarah, do you ever reread some of these gems from childhood?
2: It's been it's been a minute. It's really been a minute. You don't curl up with Bonicula on a Saturday night. <laughs> no, but I did. I went on um on Independent Bookstore Day, which is an awesome yes. day. That been, uh I think in April. Is it it's April twenty second. 22nd- Yes, it's, um, I get very excited
0: about independent. No, April thirtieth. I get very excited about Independent Bookstore
2: Day. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It um uh. So it was. I guess it was the last. I was in San Francisco finishing a screenplay adaptation of my book DC Trip, and I was also on a date. And I was like, this date is about to go to the bookstore because I didn't realize what day it was. And I went to um Booksmith in San Francisco, and I signed some stock, which is always fun as an author to just pop in and ask if you can sign some stock. Neil Gaiman will do a <laughs> Neil Gaiman does a stealth sign. I've heard apparently where he'll just drop in and like just sign it and just vanish magically. Oh, and when I saw that Lynn Manuel Miranda just did that this morning, like it's oh, my shop in London. Oh, and he was, and somebody was like, Neil does that. But, it, and he was like, he does. Uh, so, which maybe he does or doesn't. But, um, yeah, I, I went and asked and then signed stock and then, um, got a uh Benicula t-shirt that i
1: love oh, amazing so That's speaking great. of independent bookstores you live in los angeles like us um do you have any favorite independent bookstores here in los angeles
2: i'm going to try not to I, scream i do the the last bookstore is my favorite probably last bookstore is one of my favorite bookstores in the world that yep. i've ever been to oh it oh, is a, the greatest <laughs> it's an amazing for folks who if you get a chance to come to los angeles Seriously, if you love books, which you're listening to this frigging podcast, of course you do, or you just love these hot babes, which that's fine, too. They love books. Maybe they'll love you if (laughs) you love books. (laughs) But seriously, go. It's it's in an old bank, and it's huge. It's multiple. I don't know. Was it three stories, would you say? The big soaring kind of room you go in and. And it's got books in the vault, old vault, and like that's where the, there's like this old vault, and that's where they have sci-fi, and then they have a special serial killer section. Why would they not? Amazing. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. actually
0: that's actually where me and Breya live
2: is in the serial <laughs> killer vault. It's just it's very nobody else wants to live there, so the prices are great, no. <laughs> all utilities um, included. It's great, It's great. But I also I love Book Soup. I've done <gasps> a couple yes. of book events at Book Soup. That's uh, cool. Yeah, that's Book Soup is wonderful too because it's. They that staff really knows their shit. I mean, they know books. I don't even know that books that well. I go in there and I'm like, "Whoa, you guys get it. You know."
1: That's amazing. So, um, I I want to let like, gush just for a moment because I really loved uh, Real Artists Have Day Jobs, and I think anyone who is an artist should read it because absolutely. Just if, when you're talking, um, just the first part where you're just talking about how. Uh, You are an artist. If you call yourself an artist and maybe you work at this place during the day, but then you go home and you have to write, it's like really inspiring. And I think especially living in Los Angeles where it's hard to live here and people move to do art and like we're all struggling, (laughs) you know, and and a lot of us have to have day jobs. I think it's super inspiring. Um, So we wanted to talk to you just a little bit about writing essay books and writing memoirs. I know you love Amy Poehler, like me. (laughs) I love that book. Yep. Yes, Um, please. So... Just this is a crazy, like a big question, but what is it like to write a memoir, to write all these personal things? And like, let's say I'm a person. I'm like, maybe I should write a memoir. How would I know it's time? How do I know if it's time for me to write a memoir? I am not thinking about that, by the way. This is a general question.
2: Well, I think it's time to write a memoir if you feel it's time to write a memoir, because if you feel it's time, that means that you feel in your soul um, that you have sufficient, interesting stories to share and the thing is, a lot of times people think that a, a a really jazzy memoir has to have a hook and this, you know, something bad has to have happened or something really great, like you're super famous or. But really, no. It's uh, I mean, memoirs, great memoir is just taking the stuff of everyday life and elevating it. Um, into an art form. And and you do that by just telling your story. I always say, sometimes I'll teach um, writing or I'll coach uh essay. I'll, I'll, I'll be like a writing coach on the side or teach students on the side. And I'll say, everything's happened to everybody, right? Like um, if, if you're writing a story about falling in love or about being beat up, um, lots of people fall in love. Lots of people have been beaten up, but it's how it happened it's how you tell it it's that makes it personal it makes it interesting it makes it relatable i I think human beings crave stories so your stories are welcome and and needed in the world so i think thing one is that you say you know what uh i deserve to tell my story and if that's hard for you to say you can say my story deserves to be told a lot of times if i'm writing about something difficult i'll remind myself that perhaps this will help somebody else to feel less alone and i think that's kind of the headline in, in everything that I do is to help other people feel less alone because that's been what reading has done for me and comedy and really all forms of storytelling is making me feel less alone in the world. And uh, I would also say if you can, if you're going to write, uh, start with a personal essay, start there. Don't, don't worry about tackling the whole memoir. Tell one story from your life really well. And read, read a bunch of memoir, whatever genre you're going to write in, read a bunch in that genre to learn, um, have respect for it, learn, see what works for you, see what doesn't and get a shrink, get a therapist. (laughs) That's 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 good
0: advice, man. Therapy forever.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, man, if you're going into memoir, even if you're not in therapy, like let's say you are a person who's working a, a program, you're in sobriety, like call your sponsor extra a lot, double up on meetings. I know it's not analogous to therapy, but what I'm saying is like, whatever your thing is that keeps you supported and keeps your head above water in whatever your life may be, do that, set that up. Because when you go back into those places, you're going to dig up some stuff and you may think you're over it, but it may come back to you. You know, it really may. Yeah, for sure. So like definitely... You know, so be supportive of, of yourself um, and tell your friends. Oh, and if you're writing a book project or a screenplay, I just wrote a screenplay for the first time. Can me tell you it's true for that, too? Congrats. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, make yourself go be with friends. Like, don't spend all your time alone because you'll go bananas. <laughs>
1: It's very true. Me and
0: Brea are also both writers, and we know that.
1: You totally know that feeling. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for being here, for calling in, skyping in with us. We really appreciate it. We really hope you reach your five hundred thousand, but you know, we hope you reach any amount because it's amazing, an amazing cause. So, tell people one more time where they can find the project and where they can find you. And sure,
2: absolutely. Well, you can go to. um, We're running it through June twentieth, and honestly, I think I'll probably keep it up beyond just to keep. Um, whether we hit the goal or not, I think it's a good thing. So go to neilcake.com. We had a wonderful <laughs> fan, a wonderful Neil Gaiman fan who bought the bought the don't, well, URL. So neilcake.com, neilcake.org. I'm at Sarah J. Benincasa on Twitter. I'm sarahbenenkasa.com. And, you know, sometimes I do shows and stuff, but and, and once in a while, but if you go to com, you can see stuff about my books and uh, stuff there.
1: And they can get your books anywhere. Yeah, now they're available yeah. worldwide. Uh,
2: Oh, that was one thing I wanted to say that I that I didn't know until I became an author. Um, if you like want to get a book, right? You your instinct will be to order from one of the big guys. I get that. I do that sometimes. But you also can call your local independent bookstore and you can ask them to order it for you, and then they get the money, and that's cool. And usually they'll order you like pretty much any book you need. So. That's a good thing to do. Oh
1: man, we love that advice, yes. and we totally can. We endorse that. We think that's really Hell great. Hell yeah! We I do. actually got your book from the library, Sarah. So oh, it's, oh it's, damn. it's at the Los Yay. Angeles Public Library.
2: <laughs> I love Los Angeles. I'm a member of the Young Literati supporting Oh, you. that's
0: library. I've had my eye on that actually. I didn't even know about this. Okay. We will have a well, we'll, we'll in our, our library episode. We'll cover this. Okay, that sounds amazing. <laughs> awesome. Thank
1: you so much for being here, Sarah. We
0: really appreciate you taking your yes, time. This is awesome. We're going to leave you with this episode's book connection, a way to connect with other readers online with the use of a different hashtag every week. This week's is hashtag say no to book slump. Show us a picture of a book you'd recommend to get somebody out of a book slump on Twitter or Instagram with this hashtag. And we want
1: to hear from you if you have thoughts about Neil Gaiman, about Sarah Benincasa, about memoirs. or About your
0: favorite thing on the Cheesecake Factory menu. Yeah. What is it?
1: Do you love? I can't.
0: I actually cheesecake? don't even cheesecake? know cheesecake uh, no cheesecake. There's
1: very many kinds of cheesecake on that menu for sure. People are
0: also like really into their cheese sticks there. Cheese sticks? Yeah, like Does
1: everything there have the word cheese in
0: it? We should make a restaurant like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you can follow us on Twitter at ReadingG Podcast or on Instagram at Reading Glasses Podcast and you can check up on our bookish adventures there. Be sure to use the hashtag ReadingGlasses whenever you're talking about us, or you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. So thanks for listening and And thanks thanks for for reading. reading.
2: MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.